Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your key security coach on KTC Radio. It's 12 noon and we're having a wonderful special edition today on Key Security Radio. Um, we normally have our show on a Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, but we've made a special, um, as I said, special edition today uh, for a very special guest. And I'm very excited to welcome um, our esteemed um, uh, author and, and uh, speaker and, and um, expert in marketing, Michael Port. Welcome, Michael. Hi, good to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. We've been sort of back and forthing on email, I think, for about a year now. So it's <laughs> wonderful to have you here and to um, to have you talking about your your expertise, Michael. And um, my mission, as a lot of my listeners know, is to support um, uh, business uh, service professionals, but you know, service professionals with heart, you know, with, who are soul driven. And um, and I know um, from what I've read with your um, some of your books, Michael, that you have a similar um, mission in a sense. So I'm really excited for you to be here to share your wisdom. And I'm just going to tell everyone a little bit about your background so they can get a sense of who you are, although I'm sure a lot of them will actually already have heard of you. Um, so he's called the Uncommonly Honest Author and uh, by the Boston Globe and a marketing guru by the Wall Street Journal. Michael Port is a New York Times best-selling author of four books, including Book Yourself Solid, Beyond Book Solid, The Contrarian Effect, and The Think Big Manifesto. Michael is a contributing editor and writes a monthly column on sales and marketing for the Entrepreneur Magazine and another one for the American Express Open Forum. He can be seen regularly on SN. S, sorry, MSNBC, CNBC, and NJN, and receives the highest overall speaker ratings at conferences around the world. According to the average number of Google searches, Michael is the fifth most popular business coach in the world. Why? Because his mission is to rally you to think bigger about who you are and what you offer the world. Beautiful, Michael. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. It's wonderful to have you here. Yeah, good. So, so we're, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so, so just to let everyone know, Michael is actually going to be um, our, our guest keynote speaker for a wonderful conference that's coming up in April on the 17th of, 17th of April. And the conference is called How to Thrive as a CEO or Chief Everything Officer. And this is for small uh, business um, professionals who are, uh, you know, service professionals, and um, and so the New Jersey Coaches uh, Professional Coaches Association is the sponsor for this event and for this show. So I just want to thank them, and I'm really excited, Michael, to see you in action on the 17th and to talk about what you love. So um, that's really exciting, and we'll give a little bit more information about that. So if people would like to um, come and see you live and in person. They can do that, and I'll, I'll give them a link a little later on in the show to, to look at more details around that. But again, welcome, Michael. Thank you very much. So I'm really excited to come. I've got about an hour and a half uh, with the audience at that event, which is a really good amount of time um, to go through the full Book Yourself Solid system because you know, marketing for uh, a service professional should be uh, as systematized as it possibly can be. You know, we, we don't mm. want to do it ad hoc, piecemeal, um, tactic here, tactic there. Um, we really want to create a system so that uh, uh, so that our marketing is redundant in a good way, in the best way. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to explain what that system looks like today um, at the conference. That would be great, Michael. Yeah. Mm. So I'll explain what that system looks like so that you have a, a thirty thousand foot view, uh, because I think that <laughs> you know without that view. It's very, very hard to be uh, detailed um, and work in the system. You have to be able to understand it from a from a conceptual perspective. Um, and then we'll, right. you know, and then as we go, if you've got some questions about, you know, specifics or detail on it, um, then I'll go uh, in deeper into those sections as well. And then at the conference, um, of course, I'll be able to detail each piece of the system. 
Okay. Wonderful. Very so, exciting. I, I know people are probably champing at the bit because the biggest thing that every every business owner who's in you know who is a service professional, the biggest thing on their mind is about filling their practice and getting clients. Yeah, you know. So this is you know yeah. I'm sure people are hanging off the edge of their seat waiting to hear more about <laughs> your system. <laughs> I hope so. Although um, edge of the seat is good because don't do what I did uh, ten minutes before this call where I uh, jumped onto my couch. <laughs> with like I I don't know what I was thinking, but it went boom as soon as I did, and something broke. So my favorite couch <laughs> is now um, is now slanted. It's a bit of a problem. And uh, well, hopefully, I don't think I've got, I hopefully don't think it was I've just the couch and not you, Michael. Well, I, that's what I you know I don't think I've gotten bigger. I uh, I think it was just the velocity that I approached the the, the couch with. All right, so it was it must have been the enthusiasm for the show. That's what it was. I was getting excited. So marketing, I actually uh, feel, um, is actually getting more difficult for the small business right. owner uh, rather than less. And, I, and I, I've been considering this a lot because I'm doing a, um, a second edition of Book Yourself Solid, uh, mm-hmm. which will be out in December. And I'm writing it now, and I've, I've been reviewing, um, obviously, the system. I've been doing a lot of research and, and reflecting uh, at great length about what it means to – uh, try to promote yourself as a service business owner. And and over the last number of years, people get very excited about all these different social media platforms, um, mm. the speed at which you can uh, create promotional materials on the web, etc. Um, but, you know, the marketplace has become so crowded. Um, and I, I when I say marketplace, I mean... Uh, from a promotional perspective. I, I don't necessarily think that there are that many more free agents uh, than there were five years ago, although you know, certainly the economy has laid off people who have then you know, moved into free agency. But I, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think it's the number of people that's the problem. I think it's the, num- the amount of noise that's out there is really the big problem. And if you approach marketing, and when I say noise, it's all that, you know, it's all that, you know, um, promotional stuff you see all over the internet and anywhere you go, radio, TV, everything. There's just noise everywhere. And um, It comes like white noise, doesn't it, really? It does, and you know, what happens is white noise is you just just ignore it. You know, your reticular activating system uh, just uh, knows, don't pay attention to that, because that's just a waste of time. And and the reason that I think... uh, and the reason I think we need to approach our marketing from a different perspective, and, and, and I hope the Book Yourself Solid way is the way uh, to do it, but I, I, I think that the, the, the problem is that so many of the marketing um, uh, educators, authors, speakers, etc., they're so tactical in the way that they approach marketing, meaning, and I'm not, that's different than strategic. They're very okay. tactical. So. If you read most marketing books, it'll immediately start out with, here's what you do. Right. Here's what you do, here's what you do, here's what you do. Here's the tactic to go on to Facebook and do this. Here's the tactic to go on to Twitter. Here's the tactic to you know, drive more traffic to your website. Here's the traf- t- tactic. It's very, very tactical. And mm-hmm. obviously we need tactics to create awareness for who we are and what we have to offer. But if we're solely looking at... Um, our work from a, or our marketing from a tactical perspective, we're creating all this noise, but it doesn't really matter how much noise you create. What matters is the kind of connection you can create and make to the people that do pay attention to what you're putting out there. So A, you've got to actually create something that can cut through the noise from a tactical perspective. And then B, you've got to be able to actually make connection with those people. And in order to make connection with people, there's a lot more that needs to be done than needs to be done just to do tactical marketing. And that's why I think a lot of authors avoid it. I think that's why a lot of business owners avoid it, because the bigger work um, is not in the, you know, here's how I make the website or, you know, here's what I do on Twitter. The bigger work um, is foundational, and I'll just explain what that means in a minute. And it requires uh, a plan for building trust and credibility. So if you've ever heard me talk about the Book Yourself Solid System or if you've read it, you know, I've always addressed it in three different parts. 
Um, and I think um, uh, I'm starting. I, I think I have a better way to address it. I think the better way to do it is in four different parts. So I'm going to explain okay. those four different parts and how they work together. And and you'll see what I mean about how important these foundational elements and the plans for building trust and credibility are, and how much less actual tactical marketing or promotion you need to do than you might even think. Mm. Okay. Great. So, I look forward to hearing that. Okay. So there are four sections. Okay. And let's start with the last section, the fourth section. The fourth section uh, is your promotional strategies, and I call it the seven core self-promotion strategies because there really are seven core self-promotion strategies, and there's lots of tactics inside those various promotions. So right, right. look at the seven promotion, uh, ta- uh, uh, strategies. You've got networking, absolutely, mandatory. Everybody's got to do it. Direct outreach, which is you know reaching out to somebody that you don't know to try to make something happen. Absolutely, you're going to have to do that from time to time. Mandatory, no doubt. Um, referral strategies, absolutely. If you don't have referrals, I'm not really sure where your business is coming from, right? So right. absolutely mandatory. You've got to have referral strategies. Uh, web marketing strategies, yeah, maybe. You know, I don't necessarily think you have to become some sort of hardcore marketer online or have to do tons of Twitter or blogging or Facebooking or whatever. You know, a good, solid okay. website that creates a connection, starts a conversation, is really all you need as a service business owner. If you want right. to you know, take that up a notch, if you want to really become, uh, use the Internet to do most of your marketing, well, then great. But it's still an optional strategy from a, from a bigger right. perspective. That, that's what I would put in the optional category. It um, sounds like it's yeah. really about making a choice about which strategy you're using. Exactly. You're definitely going to make a them. choice. And you really only pick... Yeah. You know, maybe you know you pick you use these mandatory ones that I'm uh, suggesting, and then you you can stay with just the mandatory ones, or you can add one of these optional ones in there. You know, sort of like put your you know puts a little steroids into your marketing mix, right? Um, but you just very very focused on that. So if you decide it's your 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 you know your primary strategy is going to be internet marketing, then you do that. That's all you do all the time. You know, day in and day out. But you know, there's also certainly um, speaking strategies, but that's optional. Yeah. You don't have to go and speak publicly if you don't want to. I mean, it's the number one fear that, that people have. You know, certainly let's not make that mandatory, right? Um, and then uh, I'm sure a lot right? of people are like wiping their brows and going, "Phew!" Whew, thank God, right? You never have to get on the stage <laughs> if you don't want to. Maybe when you accept your, you know, uh, when you go up with. Uh, George Clooney to accept your, the Academy Award that he won for portraying you in your life story, well, maybe you'll go up on stage then, but you'll let George do the talking. <laughs> and then um, writing strategies, same thing, optional, don't have to do it, but can be very effective if you want to you know, beef it up. And then keep in touch and follow up, mandatory. So you got to do that. That's the seventh. You don't keep in touch and follow up, all the marketing in the world was worthless, right? Right. So those are your seven core self-promotion strategies, and that's the the fourth part of the Book Yourself Solid System. You've got the networking, direct outreach, referrals, web, uh, speaking, writing, and keep in touch and follow up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to use the four mandatory ones, and maybe you'll pick one of the optional ones to really you know, uh, put some heat on what you're doing. Mm. But... Michael, just a quick question. Yeah. Are you going to be adding anything to those um, strategies in your in your upcoming second edition? Uh, in a huge way, yeah. I actually just rewrote. Mm. I mean, I, I have. I, I just rewrote the um, entire networking chapter um, oh, nice. because I because I have a whole series of a- actions that I suggest people take, which I didn't even put in the first book. Um, and uh, I'm even creating a software program to go with the book so that. It, it will tell you exactly what to do every day in your marketing. So there's no more questions anymore. It's really actually quite genius. <laughs> if I do say to myself, this, this software program, you, I, I can guarantee you've never seen anything even remotely like this in a software program for marketing. So hopefully yeah, I'll, uh, cool. I'll get the thing done by the and time. Are you, you going to add a strategy? Um, I, I'm not going to add a promotional strategy per se, but I'm going to, of course, change – uh, the whole marketing, uh, web marketing strategy, because when I wrote the book, Twitter yes. didn't even exist, and nobody used Facebook except the college kids. So that's a, that's a whole yeah. other, another piece. It's interesting. It's kind of changing the face of marketing in a sense, isn't it? 
It is, except what I'm doing is I'm approaching it from a little different perspective. Uh, I'm approaching it more from, you know, here is, here's how to understand what principles work in these different environments. Because five years from now, the environments will be different. It might not be Twitter, right? It may yeah. be Slither. I don't know what it's going to be called, right? It may be something else. But if you understand yeah. what works in any of these environments across the board from a um, principle perspective, then you can apply those principles to any of these kind of online platforms. So Beautiful. That, yeah, that, I, I that, think that's such an important point, Michael. Yeah. So, so again, I want to I frame these seven core self-promotion strategies as, yeah, there are certain ones you've got to do, others that are optional. You're going to pick, you know, the optional one. You're going to make that your primary focus. And the ones that are mandatory, certainly in the book, in the new book, in this, you know, when it comes out in December, you, you, know, you can read all this very specific things that I suggest you do. But at this event on the 17th, I'll be going deeper into each one of these self-promotion strategies and what you should do. Okay. Yeah. But all you're trying to do with these strategies is create some awareness. That's all that you can ask for. You're not trying to make a sale. You're just trying to create awareness. That's what yeah. marketing is for. So you create awareness. And now what happens is that individual who has become aware of what you have to offer, they will come and look at your foundation. And that's part one of the Book Yourself Solid System. That's the first thing you develop before you go out and do lots and lots of marketing. So your foundation is the first part of the Book Yourself Solid System. It's the first thing that you should address before you run out and do tons of tactical um, marketing uh, things. There are Beautiful. four parts to your foundation. And I'm, I'm really curious to hear more about this, Michael, because I, I have a feeling that you know I, I was so excited about getting into my business and doing what I've done, um, you know, and I think built the, the sort of marketing piece fairly beautifully and, and fallen down completely on the foundational piece. So ah, great, I'm really great. excited to hear more about what you have to say on that. Yeah, so there are four elements to this foundation, and I'll, I'll introduce what each element is today in this conversation. Um, mm. Once somebody has considered your foundation, when they've looked at it, um, and they want to, you know, go further, maybe they will step onto your platform foundation, into, onto, your, onto your foundation. They feel, well, this is secure. It looks good. It makes sense. I feel comfortable here. You know, this person seems to be relevant to me, etc. Mm -hmm. They're not going to buy from you then. They're just giving you the opportunity to earn their trust. Good. So if they've given you the opportunity to earn their trust, that's when part two of the Book Yourself Solid System goes into effect. And that is building trust and credibility. And you need a plan for it. So there are three elements that you've got to consider if you want to build trust and credibility. Because if you do build trust and credibility over time, then if the sales offers that you're making to your potential clients, the ones who have stepped onto your foundation and gone through your plan for building trust and credibility, if the offers you're making are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned with them and the situation in their life is appropriate to buy what you are selling, then they will raise their hand and say, I'd like to have a sales conversation with you. And that's part three of the Book Yourself Solid System. Great. Because think about it. In part four, you're creating awareness. The awareness is created. They walk all the way over to your foundation. They go, ah, this looks really cool. I like this. This feels comfortable to me. It's solid. I don't feel like I'm going to fall in any holes here. Good. Now that, that you know, I feel comfortable here, I'll give them an opportunity to earn my trust. That's part two. If you do earn their trust, and if you're making sales offers that are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned, and the circumstances in their life or business are right for buying what you're offering, then they'll raise their hand. They'll say, I'd like to have a sales conversation. You have the sales conversation. You book the business. All the while, your daily, weekly, monthly uh, promotional tactics are out in the world working for you. People become aware of you. They go to your foundation. They feel secure. This looks good. I'll give them the opportunity to earn my trust. 
You earn their trust over time. They raise their hand. It's the right time for them to have a sales conversation with you about what you offer. You have the sales conversation. You book the business. All the while, these marketing tactics, these promotional tactics are creating awareness. Again, more people come to your foundation. They feel secure. They feel good. More people give you an opportunity to earn their trust. More people um, decide to have a sales conversation with you, and you book more business. So the whole system is redundant. It's a sequential process that builds upon itself, but it's redundant, and that's the beauty of it. So that's why it's a system, and you're not approaching your marketing piecemeal, ad hoc, you know, a little bit of this, whatever shiny you know, thing is in whatever email you got today. It's a different way of looking at marketing. And that is Can the, you say more, yeah. Michael, about why you use the word redundant? What, what, what is redundant about it? Well, you know, any good system has built in redundancy so that it supports itself. Mm-hmm. Okay? The great thing about this system, it's sort of like compound interest. The, more, the longer that it's out there, the more that, uh, that it has worked for you, the more it works for you. So over time, you actually do much less marketing than you do at the beginning of your business. Right. So for so example, it's more about going could, into a sort of automated process rather than you know, something that you're constantly having to keep doing. Is that, it, is that what you're saying? Exactly. And then there's a built-in redundancy is that all these people that are booking business with you, they're out in the world talking about you, which is sending more people to your foundation which then gives you an opportunity to earn trust with more people, which gives you an opportunity to make sales offers that are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned, which gives you the opportunity to have a sales conversation, which gives you the opportunity to book the business. All the while, the tactics that you're using and the people that you're serving are out in the world talking about you. But, for example, let's say I decided I didn't want to do any, any, any promotional tactics for the next six months. Just not a Actually, thing. Michael, sorry, just a quick note. Um, uh, one of the people in the chat room that I know well actually said redundancy means something different to a Brit, and I think that's the that's the oh, misconception here. So mean to Brits? I'm glad that I, I he noted that. My girlfriend is British. She hasn't mentioned this to me yet. Maybe she's uh, been in the states too long. What, what does it mean to the Brits? Well, my understanding of the word redundancy is that it has no meaning any longer. It has no value any longer. Uh, yeah, no, that's not how I. That's not how we would necessarily yeah. use it here. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that we clarified that. <laughs> uh, redundant is just a, meaning a repeat. It just repeats. So Got it. Okay. If, you, if, you have, you know, if you're being redundant in your, uh, in your you know, speech, maybe then you know, it becomes useless after a while because you're like, well, I already heard it, right? But right. if you're looking at building a system that you want to continue to produce the same results from, then you want redundancy. Then you want this right. repeating action. Got it. Got it. So good. We're, Thank you we're for. We're clear on that now. I'm gonna have my. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta talk to my girlfriend, and you know, she didn't help me. Yeah. She's British for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know. Too much time in the U.S. She's been here like twenty something years, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little fresher, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, so you know, what I was saying is that I could take a long time off from marketing, uh, and I would still actually have marketing out in the world because once you've produced so many marketing materials that are out in the world, once you have so many clients and customers that you've served out in the world talking about how you can be helpful, then, then there's this constant flow of new interest. So yes, at the beginning I'll have to do more. However, make sure this foundation is built first and then you have a plan for building trust and credibility. So let's talk about how you do those two things. Beautiful. Okay. So you understand this from a, from a system perspective, yes? You understand what I'm talking about, right? Okay. Yes. I don't want to be redundant in that area. So, <laughs> so here's what you do with your, fa- your foundation. Your foundation is actually very straightforward. Um, and sometimes people who have been in business for a long time are like, oh, I already, I already know that. I'm fine with that. I know that. But you know what? I actually think this foundation is what you revisit every three months. It's something that is not ever set in stone. It's a, it's a very flexible foundation, sturdy but flexible, sturdy and adaptive. And you need to reevaluate this foundation as you're continuing to grow and change and your customers grow and change, etc. 
So there are four things we should consider. Number one is what I call the red velvet rope policy. The red velvet rope policy is a filtration system that allows in only ideal clients. Because why would you work with anyone less than an ideal client? Why would you, you know, ideal clients energize you. They inspire you. And most importantly, they allow you to do your best work. And what happens when you're doing your best work? Two things. Number one, people out in the world talking about your best work. And number two, you actually want to do more of it, which then, of course, encourages you to be more aggressive with your marketing. And I mean aggressive in a good way. I hope that has yeah. not some other translation in uh, the King's English. But <laughs> not, a, not, not a Dan Kennedy aggressive, a, a Michael Port aggressive. It's a little different. Um, <laughs> No, I, I get it. <laughs> okay. So, the, so, the, so this is a filtration system. And basically, there's going to be you know, certain people that you're meant to serve. I mean, I think that's how the universe is set up. Uh, otherwise, I'm not really sure what we're doing here. So there's certain people you're meant to serve. And your red velvet rope policy helps you bring these people in and push the other people away. Uh-huh. Now, it takes a lot of courage to, you know, to stick to your red velvet rope policy. And maybe at the beginning of your business, it's a little bit looser, you know, than it is later on because you have a lot more options and choice once you have people beating down your door. But you should always have it. And at least always know when you are compromising on a value uh, and whether or not you, you know, should be compromising on that value. I mean, sometimes it's okay to say, well, you know what, they're not ideal in this way, but, you know, this, is, this really does work here, so I'm going to work with this person, right? Um, and so if you have this red velvet rope policy based on the values that a person brings to your relationship with them, the qualities that they possess as human beings, not just the circumstances they're in, not something else, but the qualities that's that allow you to do your yeah, best work, right? That's an interesting insight. Uh, well, circumstances that, change, don't they? Circumstances mm-hmm. will change, and, and qualities don't. They are inherent uh, in, in who the person is. So you know, whether they have a lot of money or not, is just a circumstance, and it may help them pay your bills, but it's not necessarily going to mean you're going to enjoy working with them. Yes, okay? and I would assume at this point, you know, and this is where I think a lot of business owners need to do their own personal um, uh, growth work, which is really getting clear on their own values and their own, you know, desires and needs that they want to fulfill in their business and what they're doing in the world. So once you get clear on that, you can be very clear on who you're going to connect with. Exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. So that's the first pillar to your foundation, right? That helps, you know, secure this foundation. The second pillar to your foundation is understanding why people buy what you're selling. Again, it may seem obvious, but, mm, you know, how well do we listen to our target audience? So there are... um, there are five things I suggest you consider in order to understand why people buy what you're selling. Number one, your target market. Now, uh, this is discussed ad nauseum uh, as far as I'm concerned. But yet mm-hmm. still, if you take a poll of most service business owners, about 65 to 70% of them do not have a very specific target audience. And there are a few reasons. There are two three reasons really why you need a target audience. Number one, because if you know who you're looking for, you know where to find them. Okay, so you, when you get up to do your marketing, you know where to go do it. Otherwise, you sort of right. sit there at your desk like, well, I don't even know where to go and try to get booked to speak, right? I mean, there's it's so that many kind of scattergun approach, isn't it, which is right. uh, very ineffective. Yes. So that's number one. Number two is... When you show up in that specific place, they know you've dedicated your business and life to them. That makes them very, very comfortable. And number three, you cannot market to a group of people that do not already have a network of communication established. So let me put that in the positive. You need to market to a group of people that are already talking to each other, that already have a network of communication established. Because so much of your marketing is going to be done through referral strategies. So much of your reputation is going to be built by people talking about what you do. 
and who you are and how you can help. And if the people you're trying to serve are not talking to people like them, who are ideal you know, clients for you, then the message is not going to get spread. So that's the third reason that you should have a target market. So if you have a target market, you know, then, then you can determine what do they need and what do they, what do they want, right? What do they have to have? What are the things they have to get away from? What are the things they want to move toward, you know, in a deep and meaningful way, not in just a surface way? Thirdly, yeah. so first, target market, right? You've got three reasons you need a target market. So first, target market. Second, understand why they buy what you're selling. Third, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, second, uh, uh, what do they want and what do they desire? Third, what is the number one biggest result that you help them get? Number one biggest result that you help them get. I know there's lots of things that you may help your clients with, but there's got to be one big one that they can spread around and that when they look at you, they're like, that's exactly what I want. I want that thing. And it's very clear, very specific, and you can hang your hat on that. Okay, great. So now you know your target market. You know what they need and what they desire. You know what the number one biggest result you help them get is. Fourthly, you then create product and service offers that are appropriate for that very specific target market based on what they need and desire what the, the big result that they want to get so that you make sure that your offers, your product and service offers, are appropriate for the target market that you serve. Very important. If they are, then the fifth piece to understanding why people buy what you're selling is investable, uh, excuse me, is return on investment. Number one, target market. Number two, needs and desires. Number three, number one, biggest result. Number four, um, product and service offerings that are in line with that target market, appropriate for that target market. And number five, that they're getting a return on investment for those very specific products and services based on what you deliver, the big result, based on their needs and desires, based on who they are, their target audience, their target market. Now, the return on investment will come in four different ways. I've got a lot of numbers in this particular section here. Four ways. Number one, <laughs> right? And you, there's an acronym for this. It's called FEPS, F-E-P-S. Financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Those are the four areas that people want return on investment. Those are the four areas that you can provide return on investment. If you know exactly... You know, if you know, not exactly, but if you know uh, approximately the average amount of money somebody makes because of what they do with you or amount of money they save because of what they do with you, well, then there's your return on investment. If you know what um, changes emotionally for the people that you serve, well, there's your emotional return on investment. If you know what changes physically for the people that you serve, well, there's your return on investment. And if you know what changes spiritually, then there's your return on investment. And if you know these things, if you've got a target market, if you know what they want, what they desire, what they you know, want to move away from as well, if you know that, then you can determine what's the number one result that I'll help these people get. And if you know the result, you make sure that your product and service offerings are appropriate for that target audience based on what they need and what they desire and the number one result you help them get. And then finally, you know what kind of return on investment they're getting for those products and service offers from a financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective. Well, that's the second piece of the foundation. You've got your red velvet robe policy. Now you understand why people buy what you're selling. The third pillar to your foundation is your personal brand identity. Your personal brand identity. There are I'm feeling three... really good here right now, Michael, because I, I, I think I was judging myself a little too harshly earlier. Good. <laughs> Good. This is great. Good. That's great. You know, validation is helpful, too. It makes you feel more confident, right? And you feel like, I'm going to go out and do more marketing because my foundation is well set. People are going to like what they see. It's yeah. So Very the, cool. The third pillar to your foundation is developing a personal brand identity. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the look and feel of your website or your business cards or that kind of stuff. I mean, those things are certainly a representation of your brand identity. Um, but designers will like to, you know, 
uh, consider those things as the as the most important aspects of your brand identity, and they're not. Um, I mean, could any of you guys tell me what you know the most important colors are to my brand identity? Could you even tell me what my logo looks like? I can guarantee you could. I, I, when I think of your branding, uh, um, right? Michael, it's more about seeing your face, actually. Well, my face, certainly, right? You see my face, you go, okay, well, I get that, right? And that's definitely um, uh, a huge, very important part of branding. You know, there's so many And then your things. message, I think, just through your, your system. Right, but what I want to do is focus on three things because this is where we start. The rest all comes out of these three things because when somebody comes to consider you, the first thing they consider is who you serve and what you help them do because they want to know, does this person help someone just like me get just what I want? And if they say, yes, they do, well, great. But does that mean they're going to hire you? I don't think so. Are there other people who help the people you help get what they want? Absolutely. You're not the only person in the world who does what you do for the people that you do it for. So, you know, why would they choose you? So the next thing they're going to consider is, the next thing they're going to consider is why you do it. What do you stand for? Why do you get up every day to do this work? I mean, you become a mortgage broker because you think the commissions are a little better there than in stock broker? I don't know, right? Did you become a stock broker because it's kind of sexy and you figured, well, I can have a convertible someday? You, you know, what, why did you choose to do this? And is that going to resonate deeply with the people that you serve, the people that you're meant to serve? And the people that you're meant to serve are your ideal clients. And just a side note, those ideal clients are a small subset of your target market. Not everybody in your target market is going to be ideal for you. But there are certain people right. inside this target market that are ideal for you, and you're trying to filter them in from that whole big target market. And those people who are ideal for you, they're looking at you, and they want to say, yeah, they, got, they, want, to, they want to say, they want to say, yes, this person helps someone just like me, and yes, I definitely connect with why they get up every day to do this work, with what they stand for. So I call the first component of your brand identity your who and do what statement, who you serve, what you help them do. Your who and well, do what. What would yours be, Michael? You know, if, you, if I was asked you that question, you know, what do you stand for? What, what would your succinct answer be for oh, that? I don't have any. I didn't do this for myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It, it's very simple, but here, I'll tell you exactly what it is. But this is not something that we necessarily use to talk about what we do when we're out talking about what we do. We may. Mm -hmm. Someone says, what do you do? You may say, well, I help these people do this. Right? So I help small business owners get clients. It's so simple. It couldn't be more simple. If I explain it to yeah. my five-year-old, I say, you know how the toy store that you like to go to? Because yeah, you know how they sell toys? I say, yeah. I say, well, I help them sell more. Okay, and he gets it. It's the same thing. I help these business owners get this, right, or do this. So I help them get isn't, clients. Isn't it often uh, you know, just by being clear on what you stand for, it's really more about really getting connected to why you're doing what you're doing and inspiring yourself to get out there and do the marketing? It, it is, but that's that second piece, right? So the first piece should have nothing sexy in it. It's just accurate. I help these people yeah. do this. So when I started, I focused just on the fitness industry years ago, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a decade mm -hmm. ago. I, I helped fitness professionals get clients. That's it, right? That's who I talk to. So you've got to be very clear, very specific in your, um, in your who and do what statement so that it is absolutely as accurate as can be. Then what you stand for is your why you do it statement. So I, I get up every day to help people think bigger about who they are and what they offer the world. Now, I write that a lot, but that's not, um, you know, uh, I don't write it verbatim necessarily, but that is what I do, and there's a million ways I can talk about that. But if you know philosophically, if you know what you stand for, you can articulate it in some way, then you can turn that into a tagline, and that's the third component to your brand identity, your tagline. So my tagline is, I'm the guy to call when you're tired of thinking small. <laughs> and people who want to think bigger resonate with it, and they come. It is based on why I get up every day to do this work. So... I'm curious, Michael, just I'm sure that some of our listeners are as well. What what is it that connects you to standing for people thinking bigger? What what makes that so important for you? Well there's a couple of different reasons. And I'll tell you the first from my own personal perspective because mm -hmm. I think that your the way you want to live your life and your personality are very much um um 
woven into this brand identity. You don't do it as an intellectual exercise. You know, it's not, well, I just want to do this for the world. I mean, not important for me, I, you know, but it's for the world. It, no, it's got to be important for you too. So every day I want to get up and think big about who I am and what I offer the world. That is first and foremost in how I look at what I'm doing day in and day out in my own life. And number two, I'm just better at that than the other stuff. All of the small details of life, very difficult for me. I need a lot of help with those things. The big picture stuff, the big ideas, you know, crisis situation, that's where you want me. Literally, if, if the town floods, if there's a, you know, I should have gone into emergency medical services because if there's a flood, you want me there. If there's a fire, you want me there. But if it's like, it sounds like you, want, you need to go into some sort of uh, uh, a political arena, perhaps, Michael. <laughs> well, I, I actually have thought about it, but that may, you know, create some problems for my current business because, you know, I have people with lots of different political persuasions here. But yes, I've thought about it, there's no doubt. I've thought about it. <laughs> okay, so, but, so that's very, very important that, you know, that it is, a, it is a representation of how you live your life. When people think of, you know, people think of me that I've known for years – who never, you know, uh, who never heard my tagline because it just never came up or something, they would describe me in the same way. You know, like if you want Michael to sit around and, like, help you with your files, it's just not going to happen, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> but if, you, you know, if you want to do, like, you know, some huge adventure, you know, call Michael because he's the guy for that. So it, it fits. And then I just would rather, you know, encourage the people around me to do the big things as well. It's just something that turns me on, and I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face. So, and it's kind of interesting to me, Michael, because you obviously spent a lot of time developing a system and process for um, the people who you serve, and now you've taken it. Um, I'm wondering if that was a bit of a painful process for you, because it is all about the detail, and then and then moving into this bigger picture realm, which you're now all about. Isn't that interesting? Who knew? I know. You know, you, you really, you're trying to develop, uh, you know, all of this, you know, your foundation, your, your plans for building trust and credibility, etc. You're trying to develop all of this around who you are and how you want to express yourself in the world. This opportunity for marketing is really an opportunity for full self-expression. And that's how yeah. you can go about it. And I started in it because I just wasn't comfortable with the typical stuff. Like, I wasn't comfortable with the Dan Kennedy stuff, the Jeffrey Gittimer stuff, the Brian Tracy stuff. I mean, some of it's good stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving those guys a hard time. It just wasn't comfortable for me personally based on my personality. So I had to figure out a yeah. different way. And so I think that that's really, you know, uh, what's important. And, you know, in the Book Yourself Solid System, I try to give you guys the opportunity to create this system around who you are rather than just taking some, here's a paint-by-the-numbers thing, you, you know, just plug it in and everything, you know, you'd be somebody else, right? You're not buying yeah. a franchise here. You're, you know, you're creating your own franchise, and that's a big, big difference. Okay. Even yeah. when people become certified Book Yourself Solid coaches, they're creating their own, you know, an identity based around that. They're just using the protocols. They use the brand. Right, so it's yeah. that full self-expression, that individual expression, that is a very exciting, I think, to me and to the people that I serve. So, so you've got your red velvet road policy, one pillar. You've got your you understand why people buy what you're selling, another pillar. You have a personal brand identity based on who you serve and what you help them do. That's your who and do what statement, why you do it, your why you do it statement, why you get up every day to do this work, and then finally you turn that why you do it statement into a tagline that can connect emotionally with the people that you want to serve. Then you've got the third pillar, which is your personal brand identity. And the fourth pillar is being able to talk about what you do without sounding confusing or bland or like everybody else and without ever, ever, ever using an elevator speech. <laughs> I love that. Second commercial Doesn't that create a lot of freedom for you folks out there to hear that? <laughs> oh my God! Look, when I go, when I give speeches, there are usually two, three, five thousand people in the audience, right? So I ask, I do a poll of the whole audience. I ask them to turn the lights on, you know, because usually when it's that big, you can't see the audience. So I, I ask the, um, the, you know, the house the stage manager to turn the lights on, so I can see everybody's hands. And I say, okay, raise your hand if you just love, 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 love giving an elevator speech. Nobody's hands go up. 
<laughs> one guy in the back's like, yo, dude, me. You know, he's just trying to get attention. And I would say, that's not the kind of self-promotion I'm suggesting you do right there. But so, so nobody raised their hand. Then I say, okay, now let's take another poll. How many people here absolutely love to listen to other people's elevator speeches? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, you know, obviously nobody's hands go up. So, so why are we still talking about an elevator speech? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, here's where the elevator speech comes from. It makes kind of sense. Okay, because I understand where I understand why it's used because we have to talk about what we do, but it has been misappropriated from venture capital. If you're a startup company trying to produce a you know a new device that helps you flush the toilet or you know some kind of new you know DVD recorder or something, well, you're trying to get money from a venture capitalist to help fund your venture. And you might have only 30 seconds to pitch him because the venture capitalist says, okay, you know, come to my office. You've got 30 seconds. What's your pitch? Go. And they'll say, okay, I'm going to create this thing. It will help you flush the toilet so there's no bacteria. Blah, blah, blah. Makes perfect sense because that's what's expected. That's what they want. They want you to give them a little show. But a service professional is different. When somebody asks you what you do, they're not saying, excuse me, could you please give me a speech with a lot of hyperbole and highfalutin language that lasts about 30 to 35 seconds uh, that tells me what you do? That's not what they're saying. That's what we're hearing because some marketing people have told us that's what we're hearing, but it's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, what do you do? <laughs> you know, And that's very different. So, yeah. Okay, so what do you do then? It kind of my sense, my sense is that it also kind of switches you out of the the mind and and come from the heart. Absolutely. Well, look, you know, you're you're when you're giving a speech, if you're an actor, you can do it from the heart with deep, you know, emotion. If you're not an actor, you may not even if you have a lot of passion for what you're doing because you're just sort of going off a memorized script and it may feel like that. So I have this radical concept. I mean, it's something you've probably never heard before in your entire life. It's called a conversation. Ooh. Yeah, a conversation. <laughs> crazy, I know. It's just this crazy idea that you actually have a conversation with somebody that does not have an agenda, and you talk about what you do based on the organic nature of the conversation. And you can encourage the conversation to go in certain directions. We always do that when we're having conversations no matter what we're talking about, because there are certain things we like to talk about more than other things. That's what we do. So in a conversation, if somebody says what you do, you can say, well, I am this. There's nothing wrong with your professional category, as long as it's not the end of it. Because if it's just your professional category, then they apply all sorts of assumptions to it based on what they right. think they know about it. Right? Right. So, for example, if, if uh, somebody saw the movie Boiler Room the night before they met you and it was their first exposure to stockbrokers and that movie was about these uh, criminals, these underground boiler room uh, brokerage firms that swindle everybody out of their money and then disappear, and they say to you, hey, what do you do? And you say, I'm a stockbroker. Well, whoo, they're out of there pretty fast, right? So then, yeah. that's the end of the conversation. But if you say, I'm a stockbroker and I help these people do this, at least it gives you a, a, a beginning way of defining who you serve and what you help them do. Okay, great. Well, that's just the beginning of the conversation. So it might end right there. Fine. It ends right there. Or they might say, oh, that's very interesting. You know, my, uh, my sister Sally was just having a conversation with somebody about that very thing. Oh, was she really? Well, what was she saying? Well, she was saying, now, this person might actually actually talk about the next step in the process, which is the needs and desires of the people you serve. Well, she was saying she wanted this and she wanted this. Now, you didn't have to say a thing. They're doing it. Oh, really? That's very interesting. Well, do you think what she actually wants is this? Well, that might be your number one big result. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what she wants. Well, the great news is that's exactly what I do. I mean, that's my area of expertise, and I offer this, this, and this, right? And that's where you list your products, your investable opportunities, right, product services, and they go, my God, that's so cool, that's so cool, that's so cool, and you say, I know it's so cool, but the best thing, it's not even about just what they get, you know, it's not just about that thing, but there's also, you know, there's also these emotional, you know, things that happen, these physical things that happen, and and now you're in a conversation, but you don't have to say each thing in some sort of, 
you know, predetermined order, as long as you know, as long as you understand why people buy what you're selling, so you have a target market, you know what they need and desire, you know what the number one biggest result that you help them get is, you've got investable opportunities for them, meaning your products and services are in line with what your target market would use, you know, the way they'd use them. And then finally, you know what the FEPs are, you know what the financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual return on investment uh, is. Then you can talk about, you know, what you do any which way to Sunday in three seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes, three hours, three weeks, et cetera, et cetera. And you just seem like such a normal person when you do that and a very attractive person rather than, you know, going through this, you know, sort of long, you know, speech that covers all these elements. People are thinking, well, I didn't ask about that. Oh, well, that's definitely salesy in nature, you know. Mm-hmm. So it changes the entire dynamic. Then you've got a foundation set. You've got four pillars. You've got a red velvet robe policy. So you work only with people that inspire you and energize you and most importantly allow you to do your best work. Number two, you understand why people buy what you're selling. You've got that target market. You know what they need and desire. You've got that big result. You've got investable opportunities and the deep-rooted core benefits of those opportunities from a financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective. You've got a brand identity based on who you serve and what you help them do, why you get up every day to do it, and a tagline based on that. And you can talk about what you do without sounding confusing or bland or like everybody else and without using that dreaded elevator speech. That's your foundation. If all that stuff is in place, somebody's going to come to you and say, yeah, I'll step onto this, pl- this platform. I'll give you an opportunity to earn my trust. And if they give you an opportunity to earn your trust, then you go through the trust and credibility building process, which is part two, which, of course, we'll cover uh, at the event. Um, you know, not enough time here for that. But Beautiful. then that's the next piece of the equation. How do you build trust with them over time uh, and then get to the place where you can go into part three, which is the sales conversation, and the sales mm-hmm. offers the important one, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. That are you know proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. If you can do that, see the reason that the sales conversations are so effective, they work using the book yourself solid system is because you have them at the right time. Mm. And that is a that is a significant differentiator than most sales conversations. Most sales conversations start as soon as you meet somebody. That's not how it should happen. Yeah. So, um, We'll work through this on the 17th, this whole uh, system, the whole process. Um, and uh, Yeah, we'll have a great so time. I'm excited about it, uh, Michael, and, and you know, just the information that you've shared today has just been awesome. And I, I want to encourage everyone to go out and get Michael's book, the, the Book Yourself Solid system, and I know you've got the other one, the Book Yourself Beyond. Um, yeah, so there's Book Yourself well. Solid, there's Beyond Book Solid, which is the second book. There's the contrarian effect, which is just sales. It's uh, about why it pays big to take typical sales advice and do the opposite. Oh, nice. Um, And then there's my Think Big Manifesto, which is a New York Times bestseller, which is all about how do you think bigger about who you are and what you are in the world and how do you do it with other people. I've read the uh, Think Big Manifesto. It's great. Oh, thank you. So, so Michael, I just want to give um, our listeners uh, the link to – Check out the event. If, if anyone is in the tri-state New Jersey area or wants to fly in for the event, awesome. Um, you can uh, go to uh, www.njcoaches.org forward slash CEO. And you can use the promo code. This is especially for our audience, our listeners. If you use the promo code CEO, sorry, Group CEO, you can get the um, the regular the regular price is 199, and you can get in at 149. So I want you to know that you've got a really awesome opportunity here to listen to Michael in person and hear the rest of his um, amazing information. And also, there are 12 session speakers who are going to be. They're addressing different aspects of business, looking more at the tactical pieces, I would imagine, Michael, as you referred to earlier. So that'll be very cool, and it's all a focus on service professionals. Um, so I really hope that we get to see you there. I'll be there, and Michael will be there. Um, and just a heads up that on Monday, 
at my regular show time at 7 p.m., I'll have three of those session speakers actually on a panel on my, on my show. So you can get a sense of what they're going to be talking about at the event as well. But I'm just going to give you the, um, the link again so that you can check that out. It's www.nfornelli, or New Jersey, I should say, <laughs> NJ for New Jersey, coaches.org uh, forward slash CEO. And the promo code, if you want to uh, get the, um, the beautiful discounted rate, is group CEO. And Michael, I want to give you an opportunity as well um, to um, tell us about anything that might be coming up for you and your business that you'd like to share with our audience, because I know that you obviously have programs and things that are going on, and I'm sure that our listeners are going to want to, to know what, what's happening and that well, they might be able to get in on. Yeah, tons of stuff going on. There's always some, you know, something really cool to, to get involved in. Uh, but um, just for now, just go to michaelport.com and, um, and just sign up for the newsletter, and, and uh, you'll get four free chapters from my book, so a free chapter from each one of my books. That will give you a, a place to start. You know, we can start to build a relationship from there. Um, you know, if you, if you already know me, you have, you know, read one of my books or something, maybe we're a little farther along in our dating process, um, maybe you want to go over to bookedsolidu.com. Uh, U is the letter U, booked solid U, B-O-O-K-E-D, solidu.com. And you can see what's going on there, all the different training courses and live events. And there's a Book Yourself Solid uh, a coach certification coming up in June um, hmm. if you're interested in uh, enjoying I'm assuming a lot of people do that not only to um, teach their clients but also to just know that for themselves. They do, you know. It's a, it's the, probably one of the most uh, uh, you know um, comprehensive ways you can immerse yourself in mastering the book yourself solid system. Uh, most and especially do if it, you don't want to just learn it from reading a book, it's a wonderful way to right. walk through that. Right. Most people do it. You know, you become you know part of the the team of coaches and and do you know use it to to book to build their business you know uh, or even build an entire business around it. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so you can go check that out. You'll see a little link right on top of the page that goes uh, to explain it. So those are you know, a couple of things that are going on. Yeah, awesome. there's an event. Actually, I do. There's a two-day event at my house coming up in May, but it's booked. Um, but if you're interested in those in the future, just go read about it. And uh, oh my God, Michael, think, you're you know, teasing us. I know. Well, that it, I only do eight people at those events. Do you know? I mean, it's small. It's it's uh, very personal. But I do eight people, two days, catered uh, dinner party. Uh, the whole wow, life. sounds it's great. Pretty cool, actually. So those fill up very fast, as you might imagine, if there's only eight people. Yeah, I can imagine. So how do you, how would one hear about those when you when you have those going on? Same thing. Just Michael. join the newsletter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either sign up at booksaladu.com or michaelport.com. Either way, and uh, I'll let you know when those are coming up. Awesome, Michael. Uh, do you have a few more minutes? Maybe we could take a question from our wonderful audience. Sure, absolutely. Excellent. So if anyone would like to ask a question, just uh, press 1 on your keypad now and um, we'll, get, uh, we'll get someone on to uh, ask Michael a question before we close out for today. Um, I see a couple of people who have their hands up, so let's uh, see if they are still available. Hi, this is um, area code 901. Um, Hi. You're live on the Hi. air. Hi. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Manoja, hi. Hi, Manoja. Lovely to, to hear you. Do you have a question Thank for Michael? Yes. Yes. I already have a blog talk radio show. I've already been on radio and TV, and I work on subtle energy. So I'm just wondering what my next step is. And I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Help. <laughs> that, you're saying that as if that's a bad thing. <laughs> only, only if you got here from Laguna Beach, California. <laughs> Oh, well, um, well, you know, I, I don't know exactly what your next step is, given the information you just gave me. Um, but, you know, if your foundation is secure, if you feel like you've got a really good plan for building trust and credibility, I mean, you've got a, a really diverse, comprehensive sales cycle that starts with no barrier for entry offers and then makes small offers and then builds and builds and builds. If you've got, you know, this, you know, kind of environment, you know, going on, um, then one of the bigger questions is the business model that you're using. You know, what is the most effective model that you're using for the business? I talk a lot about that in, in my second book, Beyond Book Solid. Um, mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, what is the most leveraged, the most scalable, the most profitable, and the most remarkable model that you can use um, to continue to move forward your brand and, you know, and, uh, and really um, make uh, the kind of profits that, you know, make you happy. I wouldn't say, I never say, like, make the most money in the world because not everyone really cares about that. You know, once you, once you get to a certain place, you sort of like, you, it, you know that a couple extra bucks is not going to make you happier. Ha- happiness comes from the inside. But we certainly do like to, you know, build wealth, and, uh, and that's important as well. So, Thank you for your answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Manosha. Thank you for coming onto the show. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. That's great. I have a quick question for you, Michael, and that is um, you seem to have a real connection to the sort of spiritual piece. Um, you know, and having that, um, um, you know, having that understanding of uh, that happiness comes from inside. You know, how did you get connected to that within your work? Well, you know, it's a good question. A um, couple things. Number one, I actually don't talk too much about um, that spiritual component publicly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think it. I think it's often abused by um, people who um, are teaching business or marketing or sales. Okay. I think it's abused in the way that um, uh, James Arthur Ray abused it. You know, this, mm. like, if you just are, you know, these spiritual concepts will make you a millionaire kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just, you know, think this way about the universe, then all the money will fall into your lap, that stuff. So that's just my personal thing on it. So I try not to muddy the waters too much. But when I look at spirituality, to me, it's about spirit. How spirited do I feel in my life and the work I'm doing? And and um, and is the work I'm doing in line with the values that support that spirit? And so um, I always check, you know, uh, check in with that um, on a regular basis, reflect upon it to make sure that what I'm doing is of the highest integrity, you know, feels the most um, authentic, uh, is of service to, you know, not just the people that are paying me, but also um, the community around me. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that's to me what it means for me personally, um, to, you know, to be spiritual in my work, um, uh, because it makes me feel very purposeful. Wonderful. Yeah. So it's really more about having that personal foundation and getting connected in that way for yourself. It's not so much about what you put out into the world. In well, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think, you know, when you're, co- you're putting it out into the world, when you're connected to your spirit and purpose yourself, um, mm. I, I, yeah, uh, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 exactly. So to me, you yeah. know, I, I, I sort of leave it at that when it comes to, you know, publicly talking about it. Um, mm. Although I used to joke with my uh, ex-wife that I'll, I never can really go into politics. Like I could never be, uh, uh, you know, a senator because of my reading list on Amazon.com because all the books mm-hmm. she bought were so woo-woo, you know. <laughs> channeling and angels and all this stuff and you know uh, like there's just no way because if this reading list gets public i'm just not going to be able to get into office <laughs> well you never know you might have a lot more followers than you might think <laughs> <laughs> well actually that's there's a lot of truth Look what happened to obama <laughs> oh, no, right? yeah you never so, know anyhow, you so never that, know. i used to joke about that but yeah <laughs> well thank you for um answering that question Okay. Um, so I just want to acknowledge someone in the chat room asked about um, uh, the marketing philosophy around non-profit exposure and expansion. And Steve, who is in Asbury Park, I think, Steve, it would be a great question to perhaps uh, put to Michael in person if you were to come to the um, the event on the 17th of April. So, And, and my sense is that, yes, the, the philosophy would definitely apply to, to non-profits. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of non-profits uh, have taken my seminars and uh, courses, yeah. et cetera, because it, the philosophy is absolutely the same. It, it, you know, you're trying to create awareness, you're trying to build trust, and you're trying to you know, encourage people to, um, to support you know, your venture. So in your case, it's, it's, uh, you're raising money, either from yeah. uh, individuals in small amounts or, or large amounts. And, uh, and, and for someone who's for profit, it's, you know, it's, you're raising money from their clients. But either way, you're yeah. delivering a return on investment for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Michael, for being here today. If you were to leave one golden nugget for our audience, what would that be before we, we close off today? Well, I would just say I love them very much, and not in a weird way, I promise. But I love them because <laughs> they're you know, standing in the service of others as they stand in the service of their destiny. And I think mm-hmm. um, both of those elements need to be in place uh, for them to be in spirit 
you, if you're only serving others and not serving yourself, um, you're out of balance. If you're only serving yourself and not serving others, you're out of balance. And that, the balance between those two things is, I think, what creates a, a really rich, very spirited um, business life. Yeah, beautiful. And, and to be honest with you, you pretty much probably hit the nail on the head on what I stand for in really? what you just said. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about, the stand for thing. It's the reason you asked me to come to give the keynote speech at your event because we connect philosophically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, There's exactly. that that emotional connection, and that's that's when you're getting hired, when you connect emotionally with people. People who don't connect with what I say from a, uh, an emotional perspective, philosophical perspective, spiritual perspective, even if they agree with my strategic and tactical analysis of marketing, they don't hire me. They hire someone else that they also agree with and connect in philosophically, and that's really, again, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Well, I'm so so um, happy you were able to uh, to come onto the show, Michael. I'm sure that the audience were extremely excited to hear everything that you shared. I hope that um, a lot of them will be able to meet you in person, like I will be, on the 17th of April. And um, I look forward to um, our future um, relationship as well, Michael. You Thank know, God. our future connection. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for having me here, and, and I hope to see you guys at the event. And I'll see you. Uh, Thank you so uh, much, Michael. See you for sure at the event. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Bye for now. All right. Thanks everyone for being here. Just a quick reminder that on Monday we've got the three um, uh, panel, the panelists that will be session speakers at the um, event in April on April seventeenth. Again, it's the How to Thrive as a CEO Chief Everything Officer, um, hosted by the New Jersey Professional Coaches Association. It's, uh, the focus is um, for uh, professional service uh, businesses, businesses who, who provide a service. So it could be anything from um, being a holistic practitioner to being an accountant or a lawyer, um, but someone who really is, is about providing service. And, and you'll get a lot of the tactical pieces, as Michael referred to earlier, from the session speakers, and you'll get um, a wonder, some wonderful details on creating and cre um, the credibility and trust piece and the sales um, conversation from Michael, which I think is going to be really exciting. So again, go to um, njcoaches.org forward slash CEO, and you can uh, put this group CEO promo code in, and you'll get the, the um, really discounted price, which is awesome. It's only available for a short time at 149 and the regular price is 199 So do take advantage of that if you're able to make it on April the 17th. It will be an all-day um, event. And um, if you'd like to um, find more about what I do and, and um, you know, what I'm passionate about, and Michael pretty much hit it on the, um, on the head at the end of his time with us, um, it's really about uh, um, helping service professionals really get clear on, on uh, what their vision and, and uh, what they're excited about to be doing in the world and making sure that they're doing it the best way they can to reach more people to spread their message or um, your message. So please go to my website. It's keystoclarity.com. That's keystoclarity.com. And you can sign up on my, um, my uh, uh, free report, Five Killer uh, Mistakes Solopreneurs Make. I love having you guys here. It's been wonderful um, connecting with you today. And um, have a wonderful rest of, of your week. Um, it's a beautiful spring day here in New Jersey, probably the hottest we've had so far this year. It's almost 90, I think. So I hope you're enjoying the sunshine and have a wonderful day. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye now.